I perceive out of this is that uh, they're looking for a few things like uh, the fellow or the participant should actually mm -hmm. be really passionate about technology. You may not have that level of knowledge or coding mm -hmm. proficiency, but you must be passionate about the technology that you're working for. Hey everyone, welcome back to the another podcast episode. I'm Summer, your host, and today we with us one and only Pragati Verma. So hi Pragati, how are you doing there? Hi Summer and hi everyone who's listening to us and uh, I'm good. Hope everyone is doing good out there. So first of all, a big congratulations for selection in the Major League Hackings Fellowship Program. But uh, before we discuss about this fellowship program, uh, would you like to introduce yourself to all our listeners and our viewers? Yep, sure, Samir. Uh, so hi, everyone. I'm Pragati and uh, I'm a full stack web developer and uh, I'm also a developer students club lead at my campus. I'm currently pursuing my third year of BTEC and uh, I'm studying computer science and engineering right now. And I'm really enthusiastic about uh, these web development techniques and I keep learning more and more about them. I'm really enthusiastic about open source and have uh, been a contributor to organizations like Forsacia, Circuitverse, etc. I've also mentored a few of them and now I'm an MLH fellow and contributing to React Native. Okay, that's great. So, uh, Pragati, I want to know, uh, would you like to tell us about your developer journey and how it's been like? Because I'm very much curious to know, when did you start coding? Okay, sure. So, um, I actually was uh, really enthusiastic about computer science since I was in school. I really uh, liked uh, this uh, all HTML, CSS and stuff that we were taught in the school itself. Uh, we used to uh, make these simple web pages using HTML, CSS. And I was really fascinated as a kid that uh, uh, this HTML, CSS actually is the base of all the websites that we see on the internet. So I was always curious at that point, but I really started working uh, seriously on this front uh, in my first year of college. I came to know uh, that uh, we have these different uh, student clubs and societies uh, that actually help uh, the students learn and build uh, projects using these uh, technologies. So that was the time uh, when I started learning more. So uh, I started by learning uh, some CSS frameworks like uh, Bootstrap, Bulma, etc. And then eventually moved on to learning JS. And then uh, there was a point that I realized that uh, I wanted to make some uh, full-fledged websites that could have both backend and frontend. So I um, started learning Django at that point, and uh, thus I became a full-stack web developer. Then I came to know about the world of open source, so I started contributing, and eventually I mentored a few open source programs as well. And uh, yep, uh, so this year uh, I uh, came to know about MLH Fellowship. So I was really interested in this program uh, because these are all very big projects that uh, MLH has brought up. So 
I always wanted to contribute to this, but uh, uh, out of the program, uh, it is really difficult to contribute in such large code bases and uh, MLHA provides some guidance. So that's why I decided to uh, apply to this. I was uh, rejected in the first batch, but uh, got selected in the second chance. So uh, this has been the journey till now. Okay, that's very inspirational. So as you tell that you are very fascinated about open source, so and you are involved in lots of programs such as Girls uh, Summer of Code as well as Google Code in Mentor. Yeah. So I want to know why students should contribute in open source world. What is the need? Yeah, I think uh, that open source is the best way to learn and practice your skills, you know. Uh, the open source community is so large and uh, they have people from all, uh, you know, all different uh, backgrounds. Uh, you can find even uh, developers with most advanced skills and even the people who have made uh, these certain technologies that you might be using in making your projects. So uh, okay. it's the perfect platform where you can get feedback without actually uh, going through much struggle that you go in the real world. And uh, Pragati, would you like to uh, tell about what is open source to all our listeners? Basically, what is the meaning of open source? Okay, so uh, open source is mainly uh, free and open software, which is which means that, uh, uh, you know, uh, these large companies which have their uh, products and they uh, basically uh, open their code base uh, that is publicized and visible to uh, everyone anyone okay. who is uh, wishing to add some feature or any uh, if anyone finds any bug they can actually come and fix and give suggestions and get feedback uh, from the community itself so it's like uh, taking software development to a collaborative uh, platform so this is uh, basically my view of uh, what open source does. Uh, you know, the practical uh, definition that we get on Google is really broad, but uh, this yeah. is basically uh, what is uh, open source. Actually built by collaborating with people, communicating with people. Yep. Com community is very important in thing. And the best thing is you will get a real world software development experience. Yeah. That's it. So uh, my uh, next question is how a beginner should start their contribution in open source projects? Because as we enter in our college, we are learning some new technical technical skills, such as, for example, web development or coding. So how a student should start a contribution in open source world? Okay, so the first and the uh, very crucial step uh, would be, you know, learning uh, how Git and GitHub works. That is the very basic thing, whether you are a developer or a competitive coder or, you know, uh, whatever you're doing in the field of uh, computer science, I guess uh, this is a must to know how Git and GitHub works because uh, that is very crucial to the world of open source as well as keeping record of uh, your work in itself. So uh, I guess uh, this would be my uh, first and primary advice to all the beginners out there to first focus on building some Git and GitHub skills. Once you're uh, confident about that, like how the basic workflow goes uh, in GitHub, then you can start and, uh, you know, start looking for some beginner friendly issues on different uh, open source projects. Uh, you can find many, uh, you know, 
there is a whole bunch of projects available on github ranging from yeah. very beginner level projects to very advanced projects so you can mm -hmm. always find some uh, issues that you will be able to contribute to so uh, yep and basically github is also like a portfolio where you can show your projects to all the all the technical members so i think everyone should know about github how github works Yep. Yeah, as GitHub is uh, already, uh, you know, focusing on adding more and more features so that uh, yeah. it can be presented in the form of portfolio, as you mm -hmm. might have noticed that uh, uh, readme section. You know, yeah, I really love that part. <laughs> I have uh, started using uh, my GitHub as uh, my portfolio in most of the cases. I don't okay. actually have a portfolio website, so GitHub does the work for me. You have those yeah. print projects. Those are your best projects. Then you yeah. have that readme section where you can write uh, almost everything about you. So uh, mm -hmm. it does all this stuff. As we see, there are so many open source programs such as Google Summer of Co Code, Girl Script Summer of Code, and uh, Outreachy, Hacktoberfest, which are really help students to contribute in some open source projects. And one of them is also a major league hacking fellowship program, which is started in this year. So Pragati, would you like to tell what is MLH fellowship program and uh, what is the motive behind that program? Okay. Uh, so MLH fellowship is, uh, it is a little different from other open source programs in general. Like MLH okay. Fellowship actually started with the uh, motive to provide uh, employment opportunities to the people who may have lost their jobs or internships yeah. due to this uh, coronavirus pandemic inactive. Okay. So um, this is basically a 12 weeks uh, internship program. Uh, they refer it as an open source internship program. You know, so MLH has uh, collaborated with these uh, big open source organizations such as uh, Facebook and um, Dev.to, etc. And uh, they have uh, uh, collaborated with the maintainers actually. And uh, they are also providing guidance to the fellows who will be selected so that uh, you are uh, contributing to these large code bases. And okay. uh, meanwhile, you're also learning uh, how to contribute. So as I'm going to contribute to the React Native uh, code base, so uh, okay. I can seek help from uh, my teammates. Like uh, uh, in MLH Fellowship, uh, people usu usually work uh, in pods. A pod is basically mm -hmm. a team of uh, some 9 to 10 members. Uh, those 9 to 10 members uh, could be the MLH fellows. Then there is uh, one mentor for each pod. So okay. you can either choose uh, to contribute solely to a, uh, a certain issue or you can actually make pairs or work in teams. So this okay. is like uh, MLH is aiming to provide a collaborative environment where you actually collaborate with people uh, from your pod or from other pods, then there is also a mentor to guide you. And then you're also in contact with the maintainers of that certain code base. So you okay. have all the guidance here, and then you're contributing to these big projects, which uh, get added to your portfolio and resume. So they are um, eventually making you more employable by helping you contribute in open source.
Okay, that's great. And uh, my question is, as we compare to JSOC, where we have to submit a proposal and work on that particular uh, project, but uh, in MLH, what is the procedure for the projects? Do we uh, work on that particular project which they have assigned, or we have to select from that projects? Okay. So, uh, first of all, uh, this time MLH has actually uh, divided this whole MLH fellowship program into three parts. One is uh, explorer track, second is okay. open source track, and the third one is externship track. So, in explorer track, uh, if you uh, choose uh, explorer track while applying, so uh, you get to work on some personal projects or some uh, startup level projects basically along with your team then the second one uh, the open source track then you get to contribute to these big open source projects like react react native jest etc okay. then the third one externship uh, that is i guess uh, currently not available uh, in india for the indian fellows but uh, it okay. is uh, reserved for american fellows right now uh, mm -hmm. in this uh, uh, MLH has actually partnered with many uh, government organizations there in USA and you will okay. be uh, basically working as an intern to those organizations and MLH will be paying you the money for that. And okay. there will also be a mentor for that. So these are the three tracks which you need to choose while applying. So MLH uh, depends uh, on a certain online form application. You don't need to write any proposal or anything. Uh, okay. The most of the questions in the, uh, in this application are basically, you know, MCQ type or short answer questions. You just need to choose mm -hmm. like how much experience uh, uh, do you have in coding or mm -hmm. how many languages do you know? What are those languages? There are just okay. uh, these are just basic questions. Those are asked in the application. There are only two uh, short answer questions actually in the application. Okay. One, uh, as far as I remember, is like, what is the thing that uh, you learned in the past month and uh, you would like to teach uh, to your pod members if you get selected? Okay. And the other one is uh, that you need to uh, submit a sample code uh, that you think uh, is a representative of your coding abilities. Okay, so, in, the uh, in the sense of project, a GitHub prof uh, link or we have to give any project link? which you have done you can actually provide uh, links there and a little bit of description like uh, what you have tried to implement in that code sample so could you like to elaborate about your project which you have submitted during your form yeah sure so uh, the project that i included in my application form uh, was basically my uh, it was uh, my sih project uh, so okay. It was basically a job portal that was uh, mainly focused on uh, taking all the government job procedure here in India uh, online. I've also read that uh, Medium article. So it's Afsar, I think, no? Yeah, it yep. is called Afsar, uh, which means yeah, opportunity. <laughs> okay, cool. You can carry on. <laughs> yep. So um, I actually represented the, that project there. I elaborated okay. a little bit like what is the project about and then mm -hmm. you know you need to uh, point out uh, the thing that you find special about your code. So okay. uh, I had submitted a certain uh, file like uh, I was working as a backend developer in this project. So I was okay. responsible for making the APIs. 
now as okay. we are discussing the job portal here so in the mm -hmm. project uh, we had uh, two different uh, type of uh, api endpoints one that was mm -hmm. specific for the employers and one that was uh, specific for the employees so okay. uh, what i wanted as a backend developer there that the employees should not be able to access the endpoints that are meant for the employers and okay. vice versa so uh, okay. what hack i did was that i was implementing decorators in python mm -hmm. like uh, mm -hmm. before a certain endpoint is called there is a small check uh, in which uh, you know uh, the role of that user who's trying to access that endpoint gets uh, checked and after that mm -hmm. if uh, you know if i'm an employee and that endpoint is meant for an employee there is a certain check and uh, if that uh, check uh, results in true then uh, that endpoint is returned or else i get uh, an error that uh, access denied so uh, this is the thing that i tried to explain there in the application and uh, you know i tried to uh, bring it out that most of the people uh, who do their side projects do not uh, pay attention to these minute details that may uh, that may matter later mm -hmm. so and this is the thing that uh, i tried to uh, point out there so uh, you know uh, in this way i am trying to bring out that i pay attention to even the minute details in my code base then mm -hmm. also you know uh, decorator functions are uh, they are uh, their use is really appreciated because this is just a very small hack you know a mm -hmm. very small function and this is uh, saving me a lot of effort or else there could be a lot of mess in my database so mm -hmm. you need to uh, write what is special and what uh, are you trying to do exactly in that answer you know you don't need a very big project to present there Uh, okay. i have read uh, medium articles of uh, some of the fellows who uh, presented something as simple as a to do list but okay. you need to explain it very well what you are trying to do in that exact uh, code piece that you are presenting and the things that you learned uh, out of it so mlh okay. is not actually seeking how advanced are your coding skills because they mm -hmm. are eventually going to help you out they are providing you with mentors they'll help you upskill in that certain thing but what mm -hmm. they need is that how confident you are with the code that you have written and okay. you know how good is it or how bad is it what are the improvements that can be done so they need okay. you to be aware of uh, the thing that you are writing okay i think it will really helpful for the fellowship aspirants regarding the projects and uh, congrats for the smart india hackathon you have won that smart india hackathon so congrats for that also yeah thank you so much now uh, we are talking about the form procedure uh, so i think in fellowship program there are i think three stages the uh, after filling the form you have to there are i think two interviews one is technical yeah. and other one is non technical so yeah, actually uh, it goes like uh, the first uh, first you have to submit this online form uh, okay. which also uh, so uh, the applications are actually shortlisted based on your answers and then after you are being shortlisted you have been uh, shortlisted then there is a, a non technical interview which is basically meant to uh, they mean to 
verify that uh, you'll be able to communicate professionally you have uh, uh, you know fluency in english because that is going to be the main mode of communication in this fellowship because this is uh, a global program so you know you have people from different cultures and backgrounds so they need uh, a certain fluency in english yeah uh, and uh, yep uh, this is basically like an hr interview and then uh, after this interview again a shortlisting process is there if you get if you get uh, shortlisted then you have to appear for the technical interview where you have to talk about the code sample that you submitted in your online application okay so can you share your interview experience of both the interviews uh, non technical as well as technical what are the questions they have asked okay i actually have uh, experience of three interviews as i told <laughs> like okay. uh, i applied uh, uh, the first time uh, when mlh fellowship was introduced and okay. uh, in that i was shortlisted for that uh, first interview and after that i was uh, rejected so uh, that was the first the, experience and then in technical time. round in technical round you have rejected you were rejected in the first time na yeah so basically i was not shortlisted for technical interview that time okay uh, okay yeah so um okay so i need to share uh, my experience uh, of this time because that yeah. <laughs> uh, every listeners okay. want to know about your interview experience okay so um the interviews are really uh, straightforward in mlh like uh, it's mm-hmm. a simple 10 minute conversation that you'll have uh, in this uh, general interview that is the first round so in this um, they basically need to know like how passionate you are for technology they are just basic hr questions like uh, how would you describe yourself or why do you want to be an mlh fellow you know just general questions uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they also just uh, ask you a few questions that you may have filled in your application itself like uh, what is the country that you will be residing in uh, while the fellowship is going on then uh, are you expecting stipend or not those are just very general questions what they are trying to know out of that is that uh, you are able to communicate properly and uh, mm-hmm. you are portraying professionalism uh, by the way you are talking or not uh, this is just as simple as that in the first uh, round of interview then uh, a piece of advice from me would be that uh, you must assure that you have a proper internet connection Uh, mm-hmm. in this one because um, you know those people are expecting uh, uh, the entire program is actually virtual so what what they are expecting is that uh, if you can ensure a certain uh, good net uh, connectivity then you will be able to uh, effortlessly participate in the program so uh, that was the reason uh, for my rejection in the first uh, uh, attempt of mine like uh, i did not have uh, that good uh, internet connection that time so uh, due to that in that interview procedure there were a few uh, problems so uh, that is the first thing to keep in mind uh, while your general interview then the next thing would be like uh, you must show up on time uh, the interviewers are really impressed uh, by this thing like because punctuality is really necessary you have lots and lots of meetings when you uh, become an mlh fellow 
because everything has to be communicated virtually so this is another thing to keep in mind and yep uh, this is i guess all uh, for the intro or interview then uh, when we come to technical interview as i mentioned mlh is not looking for how uh, you know how advanced coding skills you have but uh, what they are looking for is that you know each and every bit of the code sample that you have submitted now uh, in this particular portion mlh is quite flexible uh, you can change the code sample uh, that you submitted uh, while applying in the online application like you can present even that code sample or you can just tell them that uh, in the meanwhile you have prepared the certain other project which is better than this and then you may start explaining what you have tried to implement in this one like mlh is flexible here all they want is that you uh, need to present a certain project that is a representative of your coding abilities so uh, they might ask you a few questions in between uh, like i was asked a few questions like uh, uh, how to ensure uh, security like if a hacker is uh, trying to uh, attack my uh, api endpoints then what will i do what is the first thing that comes to my mind something as simple as that or sometimes uh, they might get a little technical like uh, you know uh, i was representing these decorator functions so they okay. can ask oh, what are decorators in general so you okay. uh, must be able to define it okay. or anything uh, relevant to as i was representing a python code so they may ask something relevant to python okay so uh, this is all in the technical interview and uh, as i know from the first cohort of the mlh fellowship program i think out of 20000 applicant only 150 were selected so my question is what would they think the actual criteria they have been looking for for selected candidates okay so uh, what i perceive out of this is that uh, they are looking for a few things like uh, the fellow or the participant should actually mm -hmm. be really passionate about technology you may not have that level of knowledge or coding mm -hmm. proficiency but you must be passionate about the technology that you're working for you know like if uh, i'm working for uh, a web development domain then i should be aware of a few things uh, that i'm about to use then uh, another thing would be somewhat knowledge of open source in general Uh, you know uh, mm -hmm. the very basic thing could be uh, the knowledge of git and github it okay. is actually included in the application as well like if you have a certain knowledge of git and github because eventually mm -hmm. the entire program uh, revolves around uh, you know github uh, if even if you are in the explorer pod you'll be making it to make uh, projects you have to use github so this is the least thing that they can expect from you so uh, you must be aware how github works okay and you must be able how to communicate professionally because you will mm -hmm. be uh, mlh provides a lot of exposure because you are eventually going to work uh, in a global environment where you have uh, your pod members are from different parts of the world from different different countries so you have to uh, know that how you should communicate to people how you should uh, you know uh, create professional bonds with strangers because they are uh, particularly strangers you should know how to talk to them 
how to mm-hmm. communicate uh, you know your whatever technical obstacles that you might be feeling or anything like that so uh, these are a few things that uh, mlh uh, usually seeks in their participants and otherwise you, they are eventually going to help you out uh, with things but this mm-hmm. is the very basic that they want you should be able to communicate properly you uh, should be uh, passionate about technology and then uh, another thing would be that you should have a certain uh, working environment you know you should have a good internet connectivity and uh, mm-hmm. as mlh uh, revolves around many meetings so you must have a space where you can you know uh, sit down in a what should i say a silent environment where you can mm-hmm. actually talk and communicate to people okay i think it will really help to lots of members and uh, is there any particular prerequisite for this program for example do we have to complete any uh, internship before then only we can apply or do we have completed any open source projects or uh, so what is the prerequisite for this program there are extremely you know but there is no uh, prerequisite at all because uh, mlh is actually this is not just uh, you know uh, any internship it is uh, okay. a learning opportunity combined with a working opportunity actually so they are eventually okay. going to teach you things help you out with things so they don't uh, need you to uh, know a lot all they require is that uh, you must have some coding knowledge you must be uh, able to code in at least one programming language that is all that w- that they want other than okay. that uh, nothing as uh, much specific that is you know uh, these are the very basic things that you need you should be able to communicate as i have repeated myself over and over here Uh, yeah. you must be able to communicate and you must have a knowledge of at least one programming language that's all okay and now it's time for the uh, management question for example you are involved in lots of activities for example you are a dsc lead and microsoft learn student ambassador and also involved in mlh fellowship program so yeah. how do you manage your uh, uh, mlh fellowship internship with your college study also can you explain your daily routine of an how an mlh fellow like okay so uh, mlh fellowship actually um, the question is actually not uh, very open ended here because you know uh, okay. during the application you can actually mm-hmm. choose how much time do you want to devote to the fellowship there are two okay. options of either choosing full time or part time as you have in normal internships So, so which uh, one you have chosen mine is full time i uh, should be devoting 30 to 40 hours per week and okay. then there is a uh, part time which includes uh, 10 to 20 hours per week so you can actually choose out of these two depending on how much time you can actually devote so mm-hmm. for me i chose um, a full time internship here because uh, i thought that uh, open source i mean i thought that uh, uh, the classes are actually going uh, online so i okay. will have enough time to contribute to the fellowship itself so okay. <laughs> i started with this uh, 
yeah i started uh, when the fellowship actually started i uh, started feeling a little confused like i was not yeah. able to manage time but mm-hmm. uh, i'm finally able to uh, see things falling in place like mlh uh, actually uh, they give you a certain slot in which you have pod meetings like i have mm-hmm. my meetings uh, on monday and mm-hmm. wednesday uh, from 3:30 to 6:30 so uh, that time is uh, exclusively reserved for uh, mlh fellowship meetings other mm-hmm. than that uh, i usually have my classes from 9:30 to you know we have to, this certain timetable so it dep- varies from day to day but yeah. uh, usually my classes go until 2:30 or 3:30 so 9:30 okay. to 3:30 i have classes uh, uh, online classes uh, for mm-hmm. my university and then after that okay. uh, on monday and wednesday i have this uh, mlh fellowship pod meetings mm-hmm. and after that whatever time is left i uh, usually try to work on uh, whatever issues that i have been assigned in the fellowship or mm-hmm. anything that is you know that may include my side projects or anything that is relevant to dsc so uh, okay yep uh, i don't follow a very uh, strict schedule as of uh, i would say i mm-hmm. actually try to prioritize things uh, one over another like uh, whatever suits at that moment whatever mm-hmm. i'm able to uh, complete at a certain moment i try to finish it up and then move to the next task i work okay. that way actually it can yeah. get a little complicated but uh, you know uh, the people at mlh are really helpful and uh, mm-hmm. usually these pods and pod mentors are really helpful and they can mm-hmm. uh, help you a lot in giving advices uh, how to do things uh, technically like if you have any blockers um, technically or otherwise mm-hmm. uh, in general uh, relate anything related to your career so um, the people there can help you a lot to organize things so mm-hmm. yep that is the thing working for me right now okay that's great uh, would you like to share your working culture in the mlh fellowship program means what are the activities are happening during the day for leveling up your skills uh okay so uh, we have these uh, three hours meetings uh, on mondays and wednesday for my pod like uh, it may vary for Uh, each and every pod so okay. uh, we uh, usually need to uh, share some stand up notes on the day uh, we have our meetings like if i have a meeting at 3:30 on monday uh, we are usually shared a github link you know that mm-hmm. is uh, where we share those uh, stand up notes uh, mm-hmm. these stand up notes usually include like what are the tasks that i did uh, yesterday the day before mm-hmm. the meeting and uh, mm-hmm. what are the things i'm going to do today that is the day of the meeting mm-hmm. if i have any blockers uh, any issues uh, that i may be facing i can write it down there any so that uh, any pod member or my pod mentor or anyone at the mlh can help me out there with that uh, mm-hmm. certain issue and then we have uh, this certain shout out uh, section in our stand up notes so that uh, we can appreciate the work of our uh, pod members or teammates or anyone <laughs> at mlh actually so this is okay. the first thing that we do then in the meetings um, we usually discuss these uh, stand up notes and if anyone is having any issues the whole mm-hmm. pod actually discusses how to solve that uh, blocker 
how to come up with a solution for that and mm-hmm. then uh, we actually have uh, some uh, group discussions sometimes uh, mm-hmm. which we call panel discussions and then we have uh, a certain section that is called retrospective where we discuss uh, what are the things that are going well in the fellowship what are the things that can be improved and uh, what are the things that are really terrible in the red zone actually okay so this way uh, we try to uh, focus on what is going to uh, what is going wrong what is going right and you know how to fix the things that are going wrong so the whole mm-hmm. pod is actually engaged in lots of discussion during these meetings mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. this is usually the monday schedule uh, we have these discussions and then uh, we usually uh, get involved in some fun activity we play games together uh, at the okay. end of the meeting so this is all that happens on monday uh, usually for my part then on wednesday uh, we have this uh, certain portion that is called show and tell this okay. is uh, basically that uh, any one of the pod members uh, they take up some uh, topic that may be uh, relevant to uh, any uh, you know the members of the uh, pod like uh, mm-hmm. if i choose uh, things like uh, how to build your linkedin profile and then uh, i have to explain um, things that may be relevant to the linkedin profile uh, to mm-hmm. whole of the pod and uh, this is like uh, what have uh, what happened in school life you know uh, the teacher asks you to present a certain uh, to prepare yeah. and then present a certain topic so this is basically mm-hmm. a, a representation of that that any uh, pod member uh, they take up a certain topic and they prepare uh, some slides or you know some uh, thing on that and then they present it to the whole pod so that uh, uh, you know knowledge could be shared Uh, among all the board okay. members and then uh, we go through a discussion or a Q&A session based on that show and tell and then again mm-hmm. we have some uh, you know sometimes uh, people uh, who manage uh, the fellowship program at general like uh, Mike uh, Mike Swift or Will Russell uh, or Chris mm-hmm. uh, they uh, come and join us in these meetings and uh, they can give uh, feedback on anything that uh, might be relevant to the pod mm-hmm. so yep then again uh, we play games and, and that's how it goes yeah that's interesting i really love this program best thing is you don't learn the technical skills also you learn also you learn your interpersonal skills like communication skills presentation yeah. skills yeah there is another thing that uh, i actually skipped uh, that would be that uh, we are required to have one on one meetings with most of our pod members at least once okay. a week so uh, that is the place that you are actually uh, you know uh, communicating to people and uh, trying to build bonds with the people you will be mm-hmm. working with so this is the place where uh, soft skills really come in so mlh is also uh, teaching you how to communicate to people yeah and is there any diversity in your pod for example all they are in the same reason or you will get an experience uh, to have uh, any member from different countries in okay, your pod okay so as far as i have heard from the mlh team uh, the mm-hmm. pod that i'm working with is the most diverse pod of uh, this fellowship so uh, okay that's great from 
different regions of the world like um, mm-hmm. we have two members i guess from nigeria one from zambia one from serbia uh, then there are three uh, indian people like including me our pod mm-hmm. member is uh, our pod mentor is from pakistan so we have to select that pod or they will assign this pod to us the pod is actually assigned from mlx site you don't really okay. choose your pod okay but uh, in case you are feeling any discomfort or you know if you have mm-hmm. any problems then uh, you can ask them to change your pod later now i think we have wrap up this uh, session but before that a final advice which you would like to give to all our upcoming fellowship aspirants so yeah so uh, a piece of advice would be that uh, you know uh, while applying uh, to mlh fellowship and even in the interviews uh, the thing that you should be presenting is that you know how passionate you are about technology about open source in general because mlh mm-hmm. fellowship is not uh, something that is very focused on your coding skills but uh, mm-hmm. your personality at large because they want you to work technically as well as professionally uh, they'll be guiding you uh, in those things but you need to uh, represent yourself in such a way that uh, they see uh, potential in you so this is something then uh, while applying uh, while filling out that uh, online application what i have mm-hmm. seen uh, with some of my friends and many people actually approached me on linkedin as well is that uh, okay they usually uh, write very short answers in the short mm-hmm. answer section you know you cannot uh, just uh, hope that your application gets shortlisted by just writing uh, two or three line answers there Mm-hmm. you cannot actually represent yourself very well by writing two or three lines in those question uh, in uh, answer of those questions so represent yourself well in uh, that particular portion of that application because that is the first uh, thing that is uh, get uh, going to get you shortlisted so you need okay. to represent yourself well your application is like your face to anyone uh, who is sitting out there uh, reading your application so treat it that way uh, write good answers there then uh, i guess in the interviews uh, the interviews uh, don't panic and uh, the interviews are really short at mlh so try to uh, represent yourself really well try to communicate as much as possible with your interviewer you can even ask them questions like how is their experience at mlh they can also provide you with some feedback even if you get selected or don't get selected i would say that um, the best thing would be to ask some feedback from your interviewer okay so that can actually help you the next time you apply anywhere the people at mlh are really good and uh, this mm-hmm. is the thing that you must do according to me okay that's really helpful for all the members so thank you pragati uh, for sharing your experience of mlh fellowship program i believe that uh, or more and more members get an insight about how mlh fellowship program what is mlh program is and how it's all what is what they are doing so thank you so much pragati and i will put all the social media handles in the description so all the listener make sure to connect with pragati so 
thank you for the session thank you so much summer for having me here and it was really nice uh, to record a podcast this is like my first time recording a podcast so really glad i did it and uh, i hope that uh, each one of you uh, listening us uh, might yeah. find it uh, useful and uh, make the best out of it so yeah yeah i believe that in upcoming uh, months or weeks we will have another podcast with you so yeah sure okay. i'll be all, always up for that yeah so thank you so much pragati bye good night bye bye